welcome to this week's Progress with Unity podcast. Um, we're going to have a look back at the Aston Villa game. Uh, we're going to do a review of that. A couple of things to talk about around that game. Uh, internationals this week as well. We've not because we've no game on Saturday or at the weekend, so we've a couple of players involved. Uh, the under 18s did quite well this week, so we're going to talk a little bit about them. And then we're going to finish off the evening with the Fans Advisory Board meeting report. So it was I, myself, was in attendance at this meeting on Monday, so I've got a report of what happened there. So, anyway, without further ado, over to Gareth, and uh, we'll have the stats from the game with Aston Villa at the weekend, please, Gareth. Yes, the stats from that game. Possession. Latics managed 56% possession and Aston Villa 44% possession. Attempts. Wigan had 15 attempts, Villa 8. On target, the Latics managed 6 attempts on target, only 3 to Aston Villa. Corners. 9 for Wigan and 7 to Aston Villa. Bowls committed 11 by the Latics, 14 by Villa. Wigan got one yellow card, Villa got two, no reds, and sadly Villa got two goals and we got none. Oh, it was all, it was all going so well up until the end though, wasn't it, Gary? Yeah, it's a bit like the game, that, Dan. It was all going so well up until the end. Uh, having said that, we lost 2-0, but I came out of that game a lot more positive, I think, or entertained or than, than I have been for the last few months. Very true. Yeah. Very true. At least we had a goal. Yeah, we had players in the box team. I thought Jacobs had a really good game on Saturday. Apart from his free kick, I thought that was goalkeeping practice. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, It was, a, it was so, an easy one, wasn't it? Yeah. But I think his build-up play was, and it looked a bit fired up as well to me. Um, just before we get into the game, uh, the, the team and the bench, I thought, was uh, a little bit telling. I mean, for a start, Morgan. What happened to Morgan's store? That should be covered, didn't it? Joyce is gone and, and his tour's better and he's back in the team. Uh, we played with three centre backs. Give us a little bit more scope going forward. Anybody disagree with that? Yeah, I think it worked. Yeah. How did um, Colclough look? Uh, when he came on, I thought he looked alright. He was bright. He had a shot, didn't he? Yeah. He threw a save from the goalie. <laughs> he, he, he was running with the ball. Uh, it, I thought he, was, he looked alright. Well, the fella who replaced was missing for most of the game, wasn't he? Well, well, I know you didn't like his performance because I saw something you put out of his But I thought, I thought Obertan didn't do too badly. Uh, it's a shot from about 30 yards, isn't it? Yeah, which was that, that, that was the one thing. I, I'm, yeah, I, I wouldn't blame him. There was a 50-50 tattle and he backed out. Yeah, he, yeah. He, but he, he was he was already strolling and hiding before that. Yeah. Because I, I, one, it's one of those, I think, once you pick up on it, you then start everything you see. There, there was a couple where, they, you know, where they, they're chasing back and he's just trotting along at his own pace and it's, yeah, not for me. Yeah. Should have been he, taken he, he, it, it, For it me, enough. earlier, I was going to say. Yeah, for me on Saturday, the hawk came back. The belief hasn't come back yet because we, we're a long way behind, but the hope came back. And, like I say, for most of the game, I thought we played with 10 men. So, I was nah, happy. That's alright, yeah. Uh, Adam? Tom Burn again, Superman? Yeah. Amazing, isn't he? In defence and attack. Amazing, yeah. yeah. He's brilliant. It's unbelievable how, he's, how far he's come this season, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's, it's just not being 
good enough in front of goal. I, I think, think Omar's Omar's chance. If we'd have put, if we'd uh, put that away, well, yeah, he should have put that away. Uh, <clears> probably uh, it was probably a, a case of I've not been in this position for a while. You know, I think it was gonna, <laughs> and every touch on his right foot. Whereas if he'd have took it on his left, I, th- I think he probably would have scored that. Uh, yeah, he should have scored anyway on the Viva foot, in my opinion. Uh, too too far offside, too too often. Uh, text ages run run to run back. If he's offside, you, you don't make any effort to get back onside. He you know, does like to challenge a keeper, doesn't he? When they, you know, like be stood in front of the keeper and the keeper's ready to clear it. Um, when everybody else is upfield, like I say, that just leaves him in no man's land if we win the ball in midfield. Yeah, maybe he's been told to do that, maybe he's been told to press high and get into the Yeah, but he's, he's too high for me. Every time he get caught offside, he's, he's often offside, isn't yeah. he? Bogle has had loads and loads of chances in the last two games against Bristol and Antes against Villa. He probably should have scored maybe two against Bristol and then he should have had two more on Saturday. That's my personal opinion. Go on. Can I just say something? I got the the Daily Fail on Monday and I read on the back page he said Aguero misses Sitter. And apparently I haven't seen it, but apparently he missed a sitter, so can we really have a go at Bordle for missing an acute angle? But I think he's that. But if he'd have been on the left side of the goal, Gareth, I think he'd have scored though, because he's left. He's predominantly left-footed, yeah. and he always looks to come come on his left foot, doesn't he? Oh, <laughs> but he does. He always looks. To, <laughs> he, does, he always looks to come on his left foot. Um, I think he. Throw me off for that. I like him. I'm impressed with him. Yeah. I think he's physical. He's strong. He's, he uh, he chests the ball down. He, he, he holds it up well. Uh, if he get, there was more signs on on Saturday of people getting close to him, and I think that'll come off. I agree about what you said about him being offside quite a lot, but is that because he likes to play right on the shoulder of the defenders? This, this is not on the shoulder of defenders. No, no, this is no, on the shoulder of the keeper, the keeper yeah. when the defenders are on the centre circle. Yeah, but it's no, I mean, it's a part, maybe a part of his game. Obviously, they work on not to get caught offside as much, and. I think the only time you should press the keeper is when he's got it at his feet and like there's more players in and around the keeper. So yeah. like if, well, if everyone's in that arras, there's no point, is there? Yeah. No, he presses him. Yeah. I, I tell you who I used to, I, I absolutely admire for that, and that was um, Hugo Rodriguez. He used to stroll about, but when he put a press in, it was always useful. There was always some something coming of it. Or, you know, it's pointless you chasing a player down if he passes to somebody else who's got ten minutes to yeah. to look after the ball because all you've done is wasted energy and I think Hugo is very efficient in that. Tell you who I've been watching videos of over the weekend and longing for those days is Jason Roberts. I've watched tons and tons of videos over the weekend of him just finishing every single chance that he gets and pushing everybody else of the way well, well, when Jason Roberts was with us he was 27 28 years of age you, uh, Omar's 24 he's, yeah. and he's come from non-league basically he's raw we've got you know we can't make him a scapegoat and that's a, something that you've got to be careful of haven't you I don't mean he's sat around here yeah it's Got to give him support. And yeah, there's an awful lot more wrong with Wigan Athletic than all my bottom. Yeah, oh, I, I think it's a solution <laughs> rather than a, yes, than a fault. It is. It's fallen 
to his feet to save our season when yeah. probably it shouldn't have ruined. No. But he's doing an okay job. Well, I I think. Might still come off, you know. I, like I say, I'm. Well, I, 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 it's hell of an ask, but once we get written yeah. off, that's when we're at our best. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah, and we've been written off now. Fr- aren't we? British summertime. Yeah. British summertime is coming. Uh, that's when that's when Wigan come to the party. Andy Kelly thought he had a really good game. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had a He didn't have a dormer in his pocket, but he was causing a dormer as many problems as what a dormer was causing him. Uh, both tracking each other back. Some lovely touches, and then he went down with his knee injury, didn't he? And he was he was in tears, wasn't he? Mm. We could see it. His shoulders were going. Felt really sorry for him. Yeah, because yeah, he's a quality player, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So. He's been out for, I mean, he's been out for the best part of a year, hasn't he, Gareth? Yeah, he has. But like Paul says, he's a quality player, you can see it. He's, he's, he's got that balance, he's got that position, and he's a mm-hmm. cracking player. Been out since Gillingham, when we beat Gillingham 3 2 at all. That's when he's been out. Was that December or January? January the 7th. 7th of January, he's made a couple of comebacks, hasn't he, and then he's been out again. Yeah, and he's then had a full run in the team for a while, is not he? Yeah. But he, he, he looked he looked quite good on Saturday. How, how, um, how bad is his? Is his is it? Well, he's not said anything. He's, he was just his reaction. I mean, yeah. he, he was in front of us, wasn't it? And I saw his shoulders going a little bit, like he was crying. You know, he was not not in pain, but probably the, the sheer disappointment. Because I mean, when you're talking to these knee injuries like this, sometimes they can be career threatening, can't they? You know, and if, they, if it's gone again, I mean, well, I, I think I yeah. Know, once you get something that that. That becomes persistent. Yeah, you, you 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 pretty much resign yourself to the fact that you're never going to be the same, don't no. you? And it's all about managing it to, to keep a career rather than pressing on. Yeah. So anyway, best best of luck to Andy yeah. Kelly. I hope he gets better Absolutely. soon and, yeah. and comes through. Yeah. Um, the bench of J- Jacob Oga was back on the bench on Saturday. He's been missing a bit, has he? I don't know. No real yeah, I, I, info on him, as to what's been up I, with him. I, I don't know whether you, you, you might be inclined there to read too much into it rather than just put it down to a coincidence that. No, no, let's read into it. Makes it well, more fun. <laughs> you know, some of them obviously can read into it, yeah. but I mean, if, he, if he's not that. When he was in, and he was in when Joyce was in charge, he was alright, and then he was injured. So. For him to then come back onto the bench, personally, I would assume that it's not Graham Barry making changes and he fell out with Joyce and whatever. Oh no, I don't think. I just put that down to the fact that he's got fit again now and Mm. he's come onto the bench instead of a a kid that that's all we've got left. Max Powell's back on the bench as well Saturday, wasn't he? And uh, he was reportedly out for the season with his hamstring, but he's made a a swift recovery. Uh, And Alex Bruce as well. Got some news about Alex Bruce in a bit. From, from on the Fab report, because a lot of people have been questioning why did we sign him, but uh, it's quite a positive thing. That's that we were told on on Monday night. Yeah. Uh, did we deserve to lose that game? No. And on another day, we could have won that too. Nearly easy. Mm. Mm. Dan, I don't think football is ever about what you deserve. It's about what you get. Could we have won that game? Yeah, maybe, but unlikely. With a <laughs> striker out of form as he is. Yeah. Created chances. Yeah. <laughs> Unlikely. We've had more shots than they have. We were unlucky not to score. They scored from a a, a bloody crappy first goal. They scored though, didn't they? Well, well, they finished. We didn't finish. <laughs> but the story of the season. 
goals scored, 31. Write a list of goal scorers. We're bottom of it. Goals conceded, 44. Write a list of goals conceded. We're ninth. Goal scoring, what's let us down? Exactly. No balance. No balance. Yeah. But we're defensive. That's why we're not conceding. But it's also why we're not scoring as well. Because where we've been set up. You need to find that balance, though. Yeah. yeah and it's also about having the players. But we've not had it. We've not had much more of it on Saturday. And I don't think we do have the players. We, they don't just suddenly start putting ball in net. Went off the. Because we had similar chances. I know we, we have more of them, but it's more likely that you're going to score. But we can't change the players we've got and the fact that we're never going to be a good no. goal scoring team. We've, we've not got the creativity that but the championship team nowadays needs. We've been having chances, and the keeper's been saving, or we've been hitting the post, and the ball's been coming back out, and there's nobody in the box to, on the follow ups, there's nobody getting the second balls. No, Will Green. Because there's nobody in there. No, the way we're set up now, or the way we're set up on Saturday, there was more likelihood that we would be getting those second balls or those deflections or those rebounds because we're players in the box. Uh, so it, for me that was a, a, a very much a promising uh, sign yeah, yeah. from the game. Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, the hope came back for me on Saturday. Not the belief yet, but the hope is definitely back. Oh, I, just, I enjoyed it, which is what I go, go to the games for. I go to enjoy. Right, so anyway, we lost. We didn't score again at home. And uh, what was that, the 17th game this season <laughs> where we've not scored? 13th at all. Long live King Joyce. Anyway. I'd call her. We had our new team, we had our new teammate on uh, Saturday, our, our new managerial team. Graham Barra, interim manager. Peter Addison stepped up to become assistant. Surely our old managerial team. And our new coach, John Doolan. Back, back in the frame yeah uh, quite an interesting thing that I mean he was with us once a did Roberto bring him in yeah I think so and then as he, a coach you uh, mean? yeah as a coach and then Roberto as a player no no he didn't did he no Uwe Rosler brought him in didn't he Uwe Uwe yeah from Everton and then he went off up to Ebbs uh, with Alan Stubbs his big mate and went to Rotherham I wonder see this is it's just me with my mind looking over to I wonder if Alan Stubbs is in the frame to take over in the summer. Possibly. Ah, good well, shot. Who, who else went to Rotherham? Pollitt? Yeah, Pollitt went after though. Yeah, yeah. but that, it's another link. They, you, you could drag pair of them back, couldn't you? But although Pollitt went with Caldwell, didn't he? At the same time as Caldwell yeah. went. Yeah, so and by then, by then. Bridges been burnt at that point. By then, Stubbs have been. Stubbs and Dillard have been sacked by then. Because they were bottom of the table. <laughs> I think that really is. Care, then. I think that really is the case that Rotherham is no manager could have possibly. Well, they didn't, did they? They tried. They tried. Yeah, they tried three or four. Artists. Yeah. They still beat us though. Yeah. But uh, it, I mean, I'm not blowing his trumpet or saying I want Alan Summers as manager. But both Hibbs and Rotherham early season were, were noted for, for playing decent football, but just not strong enough. Ebb's not strong enough, although they won the Scottish Cup final, they were Luton not strong enough to get promotion, <coughs> well they weren't strong enough to get promotion were they? Because Rangers did them. Anyway, that's just, yeah, it's just my mind looking over to that. Uh, internationals this week, we've really only got one player away, haven't we? Sean McDonald, off with the world squad. Oh, what's Morsi doing? I don't know. 
Or fishing, I think. <laughs> splinters out of his back. It's gone, gone. Uh, Egypt, has it? Yes. Egypt. Yeah. Egypt. Yeah. They did an article there. Connolly, McDonald, and Marcy off to international duty. Who did that? Not vital. Wigan Athletic, Latics official oh. on the website. Only believe it if you see it on Vital, that's all I said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that article. Yeah, I did. Go. I saw it, but I couldn't remember. Cause I, could, I had a look for it. You go look on the website and you'll not find it. You'll not find it. They're tearing it down. Is it gone? They're it down. Can I look for it today? The internet archive. Get yeah. on there. Anyway. Uh, Griggs injured, so he, he obviously oh, he is injured as well. He's not got past, and he was doing crutches on the way to the stadium. The ligaments, oh shit! Do you know that stadium where it's had soccer on? Yeah, he was on, he was on crutches outside there. Was it today? No, uh, <laughs> ten minutes before kickoff. <laughs> what trying to get us again? Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, oh, uh, him a lift. No, he literally ten yards away from the stadium. All right. There we go. Anyway, so so that that's that. So what what it gives <laughs> gives Barra, Doolan, and Allison then is the majority of the squad, and the vast majority of the squad that are going to be there for to, to work with for, for the next part of that. So when we play Newcastle on Saturday, uh, the under 18s played Rochdale in the EFL under 18s Northern. Cup final and we beat them six nil. Three goals by Powell, two by Langs and one by Stubbs who is actually Alan Stubbs' son. Is it? Yeah. Well, uh, we now play we've won that cup, um, and we played Premier League side Bournemouth in the national final. Where at? I don't know. I don't know. Wembley. I don't know. We could do some good news, couldn't we, and uh, good away Well there. I think I think the See, this is another reason I didn't understand Joyce and what they were promoting him with. I think our youth setup's doing quite well, as it is. It's been doing quite well for a number of years, yeah. hasn't it? But we've not, we've not really had anybody genuinely come through. Well, we've had Luke Burke, who's been in the first team this season. Well, he is at the moment. Yeah, the and show. we've had Flores come in and Could play a few and then disappear again. Yeah. But there's, there's, they reckon there's players in, in this under 18s at the moment who are going to be, uh, have got a really good chance of getting well, through. Um, Jack White, he got in the uh, Northern but Ireland team, didn't he? Yeah, it is, yeah. You, you know him, don't you? Well, he's next door to me, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's where you get all his osset from, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not Vital Wigan or. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Did I just miss something? And, uh, yeah, so there we go. So well done to them, Nick Chadwick. He runs that team. Uh, Tom Powell bite a tre- uh, an hat trick in the first half as well. That's good. Right. Right. So we've dragged our feet and got ourselves here, haven't we? So we're at the uh, yes, the FAB report now. So like FAB I said, we. But before we move on, I just said there about Rochdale. Rochdale are doing a, 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 an offer on the season tickets next season, whereas uh, they're willing to share the cost of a season ticket depending on uh, how many people take up the offer. So I can't remember the exact figures but there's something like if 2,000 people buy a season ticket it'll cost them £250. If 3,000 people buy a season ticket that price then drops down to £200 and if it goes up to 4,000 season tickets sold it then drops down to £150. So the more season tickets that get sold the cheaper the price becomes. Uh, the, the cheapest one, the other 4,000 is actually 110, 110 pounds. 
He said yeah, I think that's all it was. Cause I was looking at it yesterday. It's like the Rochdale one. Yeah, what it's actually as cheap as 110. Yeah. What did you say for 200? That's like 200 a tickets or 2,000. Something like 250. Do you want to get it up? It's, it's quite good that I like white clubs that do deals for the fans. I mean, I've just seen Reading tickets have come out, and on festival, you know, you're looking, it's, it's reasonable but not brilliant. But then you've got your season ticket price. If you're a season ticket holder at your club, there's a, you get a reduced price. And it's a good way to do things. Also, like, if, if we went yeah, to we Reading because we were season ticket holders, yeah. we'll get a cheaper ticket. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing nice incentives, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, the things that should be shared, right? Yeah, you feel like you're getting something, don't you? Yeah. I, I just done a bit of maths on that. The, if they sell at two hundred quid for three thousand, that's three twos of six, four one and a half of six. So that they're, they're not actually making that much more money. Well, if those numbers are right, yeah. By selling more tickets, but I tell you what, I bet they get a better atmosphere. Yeah, they get the bums on the season. Yeah. I mean, talking of that, and make money on pies and go back to Saturday. I know that. That stamp packs made that stadium rock a little bit, didn't it? From yeah. both sides, well, it, it was a good atmosphere throughout. We have to react, don't we? When there's when there's yeah, like three dozen and a dog in that stand, our lot could be quiet and, and just do a bit of murmuring here and there. Yeah. When that stands like that, it, it wakes me up. it gets Newcastle that way as well. Yeah, it gets the banter going, doesn't yeah. it? And it's it's what you want. So to get the bulls on the seat, I think that's a, a really good initiative. Did you find it there on the prices? No, anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, just what Paul was saying there, he got a bit of hope, but not quite the belief yet. And I, me and Gareth are both resigned to the fact we're going down. Hashtag hope. So, Simon, have you got the odds on us? Actually, relegation yeah. odds. Should we, start, should we start from like the longest odds in the relegation race right down to the shortest ones? Yeah. yeah. Longest odds are going to be Newcastle, aren't they? It, well, it, within yeah. teams, you can effectively go down. Ipswich 28 to 1, Birmingham 16 to 1, <sighs> Bristol 13 to 2, and there's a massive drop. Forest 3 to 1. These to stop up? No, to go down. To, to get relegated. Oh, right, sorry. Um, Burton 2 to 1, Blackburn 15 to 8, Wigan 13 to 2 on, and Rotherham 5,000 to 1 on. So. Oh, that's. So the bookies think it's pretty nailed on, really, don't it? Yeah, and they yeah. see results business, and that's all they're going off, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Anyway, let's get fab in it. So uh, on Monday evening, I went to a, a fans advisory board meeting, and uh, I was asked to put or to ask on Vital for and, and the Facebook page that we run as well for questions, which I really didn't want to because I thought people would get mistaken then that it wasn't a fans advisory board meeting, but. A, rep, uh, a fans forum, which it wasn't, it was a fans ab advisory board. Oh, which I still have a ticket. Mm, so do I, Dan. I've got four pounds. I've got two pounds. So, went to this meeting, and like I say, it was a, a fans advisory board meeting, uh, which Sorry. isn't about grilling the the manager or, or the chairman or the chief executive of the club on, on, on all matters that's happening on the playing field. It's about discussing incentives. Well, about well yeah, it is. It is. So that's how we started off, coincidentally. So the meet, the meet, I was there, there was, there was uh, the two LSOs were there. SLOs. SLOs as well. Uh, Jonathan Jackson, Ed Jones, and the operations manager from the DW Stadium, Andy Birch. 
centre plate UK representatives Johnny and Rachel came along as well Caroline from the uh, supporters club Caroline Molyneux Simon was there and then there was uh, Migsy Liam Sefton John Ely Phil Moss and myself sounds like a referee doesn't it Myself. No, Phil Moss. No, Phil Moss. Anyway, the meeting opened at six o'clock, and uh, stadium catered. P- the people centre play. I thought I thought they came across quite good. They were mm. um, very much looking for, for, for genuine feedback on, on how things have started. Uh, they realised that there was one or two problems, which when we brought them up about queuing and, and a couple of other issues, they said that uh, brilliant. They're looking into ways to do it. One of the things that they mentioned was. Uh, to get around the queuing, uh, there's a lot of queuing and waiting times at the moment. Uh, it talks about bringing in a token system where you actually buy a token. Uh, so when you come down at half time, you can just go and get a drink. Of the, they're already poured and they're in a, a preset place, and you just stand your token and get, get your drink. One thing I like what they've done is they've put little bay carts. I don't know why they do it in the East Stand. They don't do it in the East Stand. Bay carts. Yeah, it's they, really good. They need. Um, they, they, they need refrigeration for those portable refrigeration and they don't, but they're looking into setting that up in, in the east stand as well and they did it in, in the north stand on Saturday as well that. really good idea Yeah, uh, they're also looking at bringing in uh, some keg some keg beers from, from the local breweries Prospect was one that was mentioned you know for the real ales mm. which went down well people thought that was going to be a good idea pies I mean pies was, was mentioned and the fact that we don't not doing local pies and Galloways was mentioned but Johnny said that the reason that Galloways was and no other local pie manufacturer at this moment has been brought on board is because they can't meet the demand in the number of pies they need 5,000 pies and they said the bakeries are not big enough to cope with that demand 5,000 pies but can't fog 500 programmes so, but he said it, it is something that is going to be continually reviewed. So they will be looking at. I think, I think it's they have done all right. You know, like we get a brew and what have you, and it seems to be quicker. And what's the <clears> feedback like on the quality? Because uh, I mean, I I fell out with Stadium Catering, uh, not not the company, just as, yeah. as a concept um, a while back, and I I took a flask. In fact, I left the flask behind a couple of weeks back. Um, but I, I took my own brew, um, and if we if we ever forget, we used to get a brew, and it was it was a bit poor, and the pies were a bit dry. So what's the yeah. feedback like on these? The, the the feedback was mixed. It, there was positive and negatives. Uh, but what they said was they've got people on the ground getting customer feedback there, and they wanted feedback so they could whatever problems were arising, they can get them sorted. Which I thought this is very proactive, isn't it? Yeah. And it's what you want mm-hmm. to hear, not oh well you get it. But one of the things uh, this Johnny fella said was, uh, that before they came in, they went and they went to watch what the stadium catering were doing, and they said that just before our time, the shutters used to come down on the bars, and people were still queuing up for a pint, yes. and they were turned away. So what do they do now? They leave them open until 15 minutes into the second half, so nobody's going to miss out. So if you want, want to get a pint, you, well, you've got. Well, the stadium catering claims to do yeah, that. Yeah, there was a sign right there. Well, Jonathan Jackson said he'd approach them about that. They said that, I don't know if it was Jonathan Jackson or Andy Butch actually, but they said uh, their answer was uh, they kicked off so we'll print shutters down. 
that's that was it. And they were t- t- like turning money away, you know. Yeah. Um, so we could bring it in. To answer, sorry, to answer Paul's question about quality, from a personal point of view, I bought two coffees on Saturday and they were belted really good, and I'll be getting them again. Yeah, I, I, I say I give it a go. I mean, the only the only experience I've got of the new catering was somebody near me had a pie and it, it smelled good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously, okay. I mean, is it chicken yeah, do that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't get a taste of it. Like I thought, I was a bit rude. Yeah, but it did smell. No, I've not. I've not had one yet. No, because I'm not a big pie eater. Believe it or not, I, I know I do. I, I love I pies. Just, you were singing I, about chicken balls. Yeah, I do. I love them. I love pies, but <laughs> I, I've used that for dinner before. I got. I don't. What I don't want to be doing. I had hot dogs. Spoiling better. Pardon? I had one of the hot dogs the other day. Yeah. Better. It was on stale bread before. Right. So, it was fresh bread. Fresh bread. Can you not tell I'm an athlete? <laughs> oh. I mean, fresh bread's obviously improved. I'm injured. I've been out. This is another thing I can't be stuffing my face when I'm out injured, can I? I'll be piling the weight on. Oh, no good for when I come back. I'll be at customer next time, next home game. The the, uh, the pitch was the next thing that came up. Um, Andy Budge he answered a few questions on the state of the pitch, and people were like, well, was asking why we're we not ripping the the old thing up and you know doing because it costs a couple of hundred grand. That well, he said because what he said was he didn't need it. They've had yeah. they've had cameras down the drains, and where there was like the rumours about the drains being put in wrong and the two eye and all the rest of it. It were rubbish, he said. What had happened is they got blocked and they needed cleaning out. There was roots growing through them and there was other stuff in there blocking them. So they cleaned, up, cleaned all the drains out uh, and then they're working with this pitch at the moment. This, this, they've got some new contractors in to do the, the pitch, so they're doing it. Uh, but Jonathan Jackson said that we want to have a Deso pitch, the ones that are using the Premier League the, and the other Wembley. It seems like Wickham have them pitches as well, don't they? Yeah, but he said it's. For us at the moment, it's a, it, it, the cost of it doesn't justi- justify it at this moment in time. What in the summer? Yeah. Well, you give a price of a million to have it done, uh, and the, what we're spending is hundred thousand. So it's like a tent, and they're only guaranteed for five to you know, seven when years. No, we have a desktop pitch. It costs them two hundred fifty thousand. I know that. Yeah. But but is that because there was nothing there, and it was all they needed to do was put it on top of. Because with us, they're going to have to take everything up and do whatever they do. I don't know, <coughs> but that's what he said. Yannick money. <coughs> Yannick money. Yeah, well, Yannick when, money. When did the Wembley yeah, one go down? It's, it's weird, but the pitch is a big part in our success, uh, especially at home. Well, obviously at home. <laughs> pitch. So, yeah, well, yeah, it yeah it's, it's always it's, it's, it's <laughs> a priority. Well, let's see. Go on then, what can you roll up and set with you? The problem at the moment with the pitch at home is that we need. We need um, I, I, what you call them? What's what's the right word these days? Because you can't say jippo, can you? Uh, <laughs> you Just said it. Romney travellers. No, we we need somebody of, of of a certain origin that like like travelling origin to go and break the curse at every corner or whatever. Oh, you, know, yeah. and they, you know, and they go yeah. and relieve themselves in the corners or whatever. Yeah. Get the curse lifted. Get the curse off the pitch. Yeah. 
you get those pictures? Because we can't score that. We might start scoring goals. You yeah. never know. So you see the arrows that I don't, people hold in the stand. I don't think it's the grass that's a problem. There's enough people in South Stand to do that, isn't there? Yeah. Anyway. Pitch has been bloody awful for years. Yeah. Well, well, and it needs salt. Adam's right. It's no worse than it, it has been. We're getting Bob joining the pitch here, if you don't no, mind me saying. He's absolutely justified. Oh, well, we're getting Bob oh, joining. He's serious now, he's banging the table. We're getting Bob joining here. So no, we'll no, see no, we'll yeah, um, yeah. yeah, so so he says that we will eventually have a desktop pitch, but when it comes, he doesn't know. What about the Moses money? We talked about talks about the community stuff the club do, which is absolutely fantastic. Yep. We spend loads of money in the community. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. We win awards every year. We're going for this uh, um, intermediate equality and diversity award. And as part of our, the club's commitment to that, the, the diversity commitment is the fans, female fans forum, which is coming up. Thirty odd applicants. Uh, that's going to be in April, I believe. And <coughs> excuse me, the people who've been selected will be no, will be notified very soon. They said. So. Why uh, is everyone looking at me right now? Because you're going. You're, you're, going. you're female. <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. And then we went on to any other business. No, uh, the longest part of the whole evening. Yeah, this this was a full. We got a full hour out of full this, page but, this one. but I've only got the minutes here, and it's hard to convey just off the minutes exactly what was said. And the other thing is, is reading people's body language as well. I always like to look at when people are telling you something to see. I, I, if, if they're sitting straight, if they're shuffling about in the chair, if the reds are down when they're talking about the future, it says a lot of things. Sam has given me two fingers now to, to signify <laughs> something. But, uh, I mean, uh, and there was something said sort of on the QT as well, which, uh, you know, we're on the QT. But uh, Jonathan Jackson was asked about Graham Barrett's position at the club. Is he permanent? Is he going to be made permanent? Is there a chance he could be made permanent? What's the crack? Uh, all he did was confirm that he's the interim manager and the decision on the next permanent manager will only be made once the season is finished. And then the club is going to go through the proper process of interviewing and appointing. Yeah, keep, keep us up and you'll be in a strong position. Well, I mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think he's in line for it at all. That's what I'd say. What, even if he keeps us up? Well, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, but I don't think he is. It's just... Like I said, well, reading body language and whatever. Yeah, was there not talk of him being due to retire anyway? Yeah, well, there was, yeah. Well, 62, isn't it? Yeah, four people go until the sem in the 70s. Ferguson once spent some through 71. Yeah, but he, had a he didn't uh, have a, a team that was struggling, then he? he had a team that was winning titles. He was asked, has there been any applicants already? And people making themselves known, and he said, yes, there has. Uh, we said, who were they? And he said, I can't re reveal names. But it's the usual set that you see in the newspapers linked with jobs like this when they come around. So, Alan Kirbishley, anybody? He <laughs> <laughs> uh, was asked if Warren George had been lined up to replace Gary Caldwell before he was sacked. And he said no, he had not. And at the time of the appointment, the club felt he was the right man for the job. Well, I think they were the only people who did. No, I, it's I easy to say that with hindsight. I said it at the beginning, I've not said anything with hindsight. Uh, something else. Do you know what's, what's, what's really annoyed me about all this? And I, I'm going to say something here. I told Pell Kendrick I was going to write it in the 12th hour, <laughs> but I'm not going to do because I, I. But I'm going to have a little rant here. Over the past five months, 
I've been saying Warren Joyce is the wrong man for the job and he's taken us nowhere. And I've said it and said it and said it and said it and said it. And then he got sacked. <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, everything's awash with people saying Warren Joyce is the wrong man for the job. Where were they four or five weeks ago saying this? When it, a change at that time possibly could have made a difference. Mm. It's all right coming out and I read something where somebody said, I'm sticking my neck out here. Sticking your neck out? This was last week. Last week he said, I'm sticking my neck out. I think Joyce isn't the right man. Come on, give us a break. Give us a break. Oh, Did you ah. see um, that Moose off talk sport? He put something on no, I can't unbelievably sacked him. They weren't no Wigan fans of morning when he took him to Old Trafford and someone replied saying, Balls out for hat took him to Old Trafford. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Barry's getting infuriated here. <laughs> Just before we go on, did anybody hear the Wish FM incident at the end of the, the Bristol game where the DJ came on the radio and said to Tommy Gore, hold on, sorry to stop you guys before we move on, but do you think that Warren Joyce is the right man for the job? Usually they don't talk about that sort of thing, they just say, that's the end of the game, bye, see ya, that's it, nothing else, especially since Rimmer left. <laughs> Maybe cut that out. Sorry, that might be a bit. Oh dear, that might be a bit of an attack on the club. Sorry. <laughs> well done, Sorry. Who put the batteries in, Dan? Then. Simon. I think there's only you that had a crack at somebody tonight. Right. Evening, <laughs> Ed. Was Gary Carwell signed too soon? That was a question that was put forward. And he said, Jonathan Jackson said, the results were not what we expected. So that's why he went. Well, yeah, and mm. well, yeah. That's okay. that, that, that. That's the um, political answer, isn't it? Uh, uh, he was asked if we had someone lined up now, and like I just said before, he said no. It's going to follow due and proper process. Uh, well, the first time in years. <laughs> and then I, he asked, he asked something which I'm going to ask you lot now, and it was like this: right, who would you have as next manager of Wigan Athletic, Dan? Gary Caldwell. Who would you have as next Wigan Athletic Manager, Paul? It's not my job to choose. No, I'm asking you now, who would you have? It's not my job to choose. I'm asking you now, who would you have? Er, uh, Guardiola. I don't know, who would you have as next manager of Wigan Athletic? Uwe Rossler. Simon, who would you have oh, as next can't. manager? Of Keith Hill. <laughs> oh, I hope Gareth, who would you have as next manager of Wigan Athletic? Me, I can't do any worse than last two. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you have, Barry? Well, I said Gary Rowett, and his response to that was, we come to four Gary Rowett, and he has uh, aspirations of going to Premier League club. I thought, oh, he's just gone to Derby. So why have we, did we ask the question? Yeah. That made me think, did he, we ask the question yeah, he is two or three weeks ago? We, as fans, what is our opinion? Yeah. He's taking that on board. Well, I'm yeah, thinking, well, well, he might be. Well, well, it's, it's, it's we said, Nazar Kins, Two people said Paul Jewell. Uh, somebody oh said, my. I'm not saying who it were, Jason. Alright. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nigel Pearson. <laughs> oh. I mean, it's a, it's, it's a very difficult thing to do, isn't it? Says, yeah, every single, every single answer there is completely wrong. Yeah. I know people are entitled to their opinions, <laughs> but that's wrong. Just it's like as bad as my key, Phil. Shout then. Nigel Adkins. It's I'm not sorry. our job. No, I know it's not our job. It is no, a I, yeah. Sheffield United. Fans, fans will do. Fans will pick. Mm. 
the manager whoever's having a good, good go at the moment yeah. Yeah. Well, he, he did say something which, which is true he said what did you think of last season class last Cl- season yeah what do you think in, of this in season? Hindsight, in hindsight, why? He's winning no, games. That's yeah. what's going on. Hold on. Yeah. In hindsight, I think last no. season was worse than this season because the quality. Of <laughs> no way. The quality. Of <laughs> we win the title stop, stop. last season. The quality of opposition was awful, and you know it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. It was rubbish. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan, but we won the title. Oh, yeah, it was nowhere near as competitive. We're going to get relegated this year. You can't go. Oh, that's brilliant. Was it playing against a good team? Right, look. Okay, <laughs> maybe it, maybe it was worse. But yeah, it was it's because we were winning games. That's, that's Again, the reason. Say, the club as well. Yeah. It, the club felt a lot more like a football club and sort of. There was no corner flag news, was, was there? There was. Yeah, we just felt more organised. I feel like there's just we look unprofessional. I mean, look at it. We were getting smashed down King Street when we lost in the last day of the season because it was a feel good factor. Yeah, go on, Gareth. Gareth, burst in here. You're I am. And sometimes I go off on one and say the wrong thing. The last five managers, the last five managers, I think it's five since Martinez, yeah, have all been appointed by the club to do a job. And they've all failed miserably. And that includes Gary Caldwell, who a lot of people seem to hold in high esteem. He was sacked. Yeah, the next to bottom of the league. Gareth. So was just show me a football manager that isn't sacked. By that token, every football manager fails miserably. Again, apart from Ferguson who retired. <laughs> Jonathan Jackson said football managers last a year. That's what he said. Shelf life. Yeah. So is there a problem with the video? Video? There is. There is. I was going to say. 2001 to 2013, we had four managers, and one of them was Chris Hutchins, who lasted two and a half months. Four managers. 2013 to 17, we had five. So in four years. We had more managers than what we'd had in the last 12 years. So much stability. When you, when stability, you say that's it, Barry. When you say the last 12 months, the last 12 months are because the people that appointed them decide that they only last 12 months. Yeah. That's a decision that's made by the board or Mr. Sharp or Mr. Whelan or... Or the move on individual to bigger and better things. Move on. Yeah. So if, if they do an half-decent job and they are backed... When, when they struggle because no manager in any business has a, has a sale straight to the top they all go through struggles that they all need backing we've gone into a position where as soon as they, as soon as they need backing they're getting fired you and, know. yeah and I, I think the other, I wouldn't have I think it was right not to back Joyce because we actually had no, we, we didn't show anything that filled me but, with confidence and, but with Caldwell you, you he achieved. He sort of turned the club around. I know that this season he made mistakes, but he's a young manager, inexperienced. I think like ten percent of the fan base after the results we had probably wanted him to leave, and that says something, doesn't it? And we were sort of even if he, we were going somewhere, and he deserved a season to to sort of he got well, us here. And you could argue, you could argue, Adam. I I, I would characterise that as he earned the backing by doing what he did last season. I argued that Rosler earned a bit more time by taking us to the playoffs the season before. I, I agree with you. Mackay uh, didn't do anything, yeah. didn't deserve anything. Joyce did nothing to deserve any backing. He came in, at best, you, you, you give him a fair crack of the whip. You don't back him when he's struggling, you, you kind of 
give him a bit of leeway. It's not it's not the same as backing somebody. You know, Martinez when Martinez was in struggles, there were there, there were a number of people who said no, no, he's earned some support. Let's give him what he deserves. But Ma- and not win. Dave Wheeler said Martinez was here on a long term plan. Yeah. Well, and he was going to sub. So. They said Joyce was on a long term plan. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. They said Joyce was on a long term plan. That it wasn't flying. But, stuff going on behind the scenes we don't know about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, for me, talking to the hierarchy and and picking up on all the signs, I think there's more to Corwell getting sight than meets the eye. I would And it's not what anybody's told me. I'm not everything, 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 I know, yeah. everything I know second down, but I would concur with that. He's won a title. We 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 struggled to get going again at the start of this season, but it was looking alright. You know, we were we were three unbeaten, four unbeaten, we won one of them. We got unlucky against Brighton, see you up the road. <laughs> right. Getting back on track. This uh meeting. Jonathan Jackson was asked talking about this. This is is getting good, this meeting. Juve Rosler, was he surprised that he was doing so well at Fleetwood? And he said, no, not at all. Because one thing you got with Juve Rosler was a passionate, hard-working uh, manager who demanded the same from from all his players and all his staff. And me and Gareth know that, don't we? Because we saw him in action, didn't we? Yes. We did, we saw him in action. Very professional. Yeah, he said he he was great to work with, he had the fallouts, uh, but he was great to work with, and it was just a piss it. The second season went the way he did. Was, yeah, was what I'm saying. But I, I think he probably, as a, as a man, he probably learnt a lot from that in terms of handling players and man management. Yeah. Which he then takes on to his next job. Right, next question was fi- financially, uh, are we are we screwed if we go down? Yannick mm-hmm. uh, uh, money. Yannick money. What he said was, two budgets covers both possibilities. And that's the prudent thing to do. So they've got budgets lined up. Right? <laughs> Just like we had all those players lined up last January. Just like <laughs> that, yeah. So do we have to sell players then to make sure that we survive? He said, no, we don't need to sell any players at all in the summer for, for financial survival next season. What he said, did say though, was that some players won't want to play in League One. They'll want to leave. So whoever they are, I don't know. He was asked about the loan players who came in on January. There was a lot of loan players coming in, and he said that at least two players were thought to be moving on who didn't go. So the two two transfers either fell down or the players didn't want to go. Transfers well, out. Will Grigg is probably one of those. Max Power is definitely one because he's going to Brentford. Well, Brentford coming for him, and his wife didn't want to move. Sorry, Max but his wife didn't want to move down south. So that was one that, that went by the way. Is that right, Simon? Did you tell me that? No, I don't know. No, I blame Les. Yeah, no, no. Okay. I asked about Alex Bruce. Why have we signed Alex Bruce? Achilles, thinking never trained all year. He's, he's, what, what's happening with Alex? Why have we signed Alex Bruce? He said, Alex Bruce is an absolutely brilliant signing for Wigan Athletic. He's out of contract in the summer, so he's no club. He lives in Manchester, so he, he lives on the doorstep. Alex Bruce is loan spell at Wigan Athletic, has cost Wigan Athletic absolutely zero zilch, not a penny. Yeah. He said it's an all-use situation. <coughs> he comes in, he's paying his wages. Mm-hmm. All City. 
he comes in, gets himself fit, he gets some game time if he can, he's got Premier League experience, he's a quality centre back, if he can get, if he's fit enough to play, he brings all that with him, and it's, it's an all. Quick, quick question cool. then, if that is true, and to be believed, what's in that for Hull City? Um, I don't know, they're a Premier League club, I, 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 he's I, been there for a while, he might, he might be... Especially yeah, that park, innit? How, yeah. how do they benefit from that? I don't know. We I, cynically, they yeah. benefit from that. Not if if you told me that they were going to gain this, that, and the other because of something or other. They might have paid him up. They might have just paid his contract up. He's only got three months on it. We've done this with players before, paid the contracts up, and they've left. Especially when in the Premier League, yeah, when when money's not it's not the big be all and end all, is it? What's he going to be on? I don't know. Fifteen well, grand a week. That's irrelevant. But to them, it's, it's nothing. Right. So what? what, what why? Well, I don't know. Did he just want him out at Raw? Does he, he, he was he probably never. He was probably never going to play again for them this season. So he's just hanging around. Yeah, well, yeah. And it, it might be like a uh, a, go, a golden goodbye for him. Stop talking a mouse of it. Paul might come back no, and say no, we no, want no, him back. I can't. No, well, he's, he's here. Now. You, can't, uh, you can't see any sense in it. Talking about the finances as well, he noticed a lot of people saying, uh, "Why don't we throw money at it, etc?" Was Dave Whelan and Sharpy not putting money into the club? They do put money into the club, and he said, uh, "Your average mid-table Championship club needs a cash injection from the owner, not ticket sales or anything, but from the owner on average of ten million pound per season to maintain that mid-table." position and he said that's one massive commitment that ridiculous isn't it the way yeah. it's, it's so you can understand why we're not it's like yeah it's impossible it's for us to do these league one and league two clubs it's going to get to a point where without an investor you've got the step up between league one and slowly because the champ I've, three people get relegated from the championship every season it's going to just trickle through the leagues to a point where it's it might balance itself out eventually. Well, it might do, but but then owners come in like this is what Jonathan Jackson mentioned again. Owners come in, they throw t- two years with the money at it, nothing happens. They look like Reading, so then they sell the club. They look to sell it. All the clubs have been the same. You have to watch out for them not getting any buyers, and then the owners belly up and, and, and you're knackered, which he said won't happen with us. So I said, uh, are we looking for outside investment or? possibility of selling even he said uh, the, all football clubs are always looking for the possibility of investment and all football clubs are always for sale so somebody asked him with, considering the age of the owner is that something that's likely to be happening with us because Dave Wheeler's 80 now and he said it's a possibility but not a probability yeah, it's got to be the right like you said they're always up you know, you could turn up and offer 50p for the club, couldn't you? And yeah. It's ridiculous. Why was Yannick sold? Because Yannick wanted to leave. Yeah, but why was he sold? Because he wanted to leave and he wanted to increase his wage. Yeah, but why was he sold? Because <clears throat> it suited everybody for him to go. Would you, if Norwich had come in and offered 7 million, you'd have sold him anyway? No, we wouldn't. That's what, that's what he said, no we wouldn't. If they'd come in and said, offered us 7 million, we'd have said, he's not for sale. And then they'd have had to come back with a bigger offer. He said, because that's how it works. He said, and what we did at the end, we got the best deal for Wigan Athletic. Uh, and it was, uh, and Yannick wanted to go. So they weren't going to keep him. It was obvious. 
Uh, is there, was there a sell-on clause in that contract for Middlesbrough? Do we have to give Middlesbrough some? He said yes, we have to give Middlesbrough some, but there's a sell-on clause in the contract to Norwich. But the contract is made up of other clauses being met as well. It's like success and appearances. Then he said all contracts like that. The one Bogle's coming on from Grimsby, there's a sell-on clause in that, etc., etc. And that's, that's the way it does. Yeah. Uh, that was about it. There was some other stuff, but yeah, I think I think we with the when when you say about the Yannick transfer being in the best interests of the club, I, I, of course, as Sharp and 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 um, Jonathan Jackson, not only do they have very high profile roles within the football club. They're both supporters of the football club. They're going to do what they think is best for the football club. And I, d I don't understand. I can understand supporters saying, "I would do something different," but it's almost like you're doing something that I wouldn't. Therefore, you haven't got the best interests of the club at heart. It's like, of course they have. They just choose a different path. I, I, I really don't get that accusation because you know, the pair of them are, are, are lattice through and through, aren't they? Yeah. No, you, yeah. you cannot question that yeah. for me. Yeah, but well, I mean, I mean, you can question the validity of the decisions they yeah. make on behalf. Maybe mistakes. Can't but they're they? doing it because they, they think it's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, they could make mistakes like that. Yeah. Uh, there was one thing that was mentioned, which is some people might find quite interesting, which I totally forgot about, and I, for, I, I forgot to put on the minutes when I put them out on the website. Was as of next season, uh, the EFL are going to do uh, streaming the games to overseas. So if you live in Gibraltar, or perhaps you live in, in the United States, or Greenland, mm -hmm. or uh, Norway, you'll be able to watch Latics on the internet. Or if you live in Platbridge then. If you know an internet hacker, and you live yeah. uh, You'll be able to get hackers on the away game. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that, that was about it, really. So I watched one of them when we were in the Premier League, and I'll be honest. One of what? A, a dodgy internet feed. Pardon? And I'll be quite oh. honest. I turned it off and put my chef I'm not back on. Yeah, you better tweet it, it sir. Have a look like at that feed. <laughs> it was too much like hard <laughs> work. Oh, you couldn't be bothered watching us, could you? Oh, it's it too much hard work. Too bad. With it, you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> you better off just turning it off and putting it back on. You just need whipping into shape for all that. <laughs> you can get a grip of yourself. Well, don't get into the part two uh, <laughs> next week, have we? This week, rather. Then we've got a double header of uh, Newcastle and it's which you wear. Anyway, it's uh, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> good night from, from us all here. Good night. Good night.
Everything's perfect.